Hey everybody, Josh Sigurdsson of World Alternative Media here, and we're joined by Tim Pachot, Delivery Advisor, Certified Financial Planner, and they, the time has come, my friends, they are actually going for broke with this, and we're watching the whole world go cashless. This out of Gateway Pundit, it says, it begins, Australia's fifth largest bank announces digital-only transactions will phase out cash, check, and phone payments in all 80 branches starting next year. I've been talking about the cashless society for a long time, especially in Australia, as they've been demonetizing their currency for years. And, you know, this is happening at the same time as uh, news.com.au, which is a very mainstream channel, says Australia to be functionally cashless by 2025. Now, interestingly enough, we've been hearing a lot about that, uh, that date that they mentioned right there, which is, of course, 2025 if i bounce over to the imf's paper going cashless from june 2018 one of the things that they point out that they want is that um, they want half merchants to ex uh, expect to stop accepting cash by 2025 they've been pushing this agenda for a long time now of course they try to say well it, it, it stops crime. It's uh, this out of abc.net.au. It says crime hit small businesses way up going cashless to protect staff safety in North Queensland. Now, of course, this has been one of the uh, main excuses that they've been making for a while regarding, um, you know, why they need a cashless society. Tim, if you could pull up that other article for a moment there. Uh, and I'll show you just I'm not going to read the whole quote. We'll go into that further later. But something very interesting I saw here, which is from one of the main guys behind, I believe, Signature Bank. And it was at Bilderberg several years ago, back in, I think, 2013. <clears throat> it it mentions that and he was actually speaking out against the cashless society. He says the cashless society. This was actually published in CNBC. So it's not like it was a Bilderberg yeah. and hearsay. So this was published in CNBC. Yeah, exactly. And he says a cashless society would probably also mean less street crime. Yet in return for these benefits, uh, there is an incalculable cost to our humanity. We'll go into that quote more later. But it's just interesting we see that excuse going way back. Oh, it'll stop crime. Yeah. At what cost are freedoms? And the real criminals will get away with it. Um, of course, this is out of the hill. Another mainstream media. It says the cashless future is here. So is Big Brother. Is getting rid of the dollar bill a good idea? Well, I think we <laughs> know the answer to that. And, you know, I, as the, the more I dig into this stuff, and I remember rep reporting on this back in 2017, this article from the World Economic Forum says Sweden could stop using cash by 2023. Now, interestingly, fast forward to this year, 2023, and you get this out of Bloomberg. Sweden is ditching cash. Just wait for the fallout. Now, Sweden was only 12% uh, uh, with cash back in, like, 2017. They're far lower today. So this has been a development that's been happening for a while. We have Fed now as well at the moment. We have an IMF currency. We have a BRICS currency. It's all going down as we speak. We recently um, reported on the fact that Ursula von der Leyen um, of the European Union uh, said that the future is digital. So what we're going to try and get into today with Tim here is that we are in true danger of this gauntlet coming down any day now. It's already happening, but to the degree where we will not be able to escape this digital gulag if we do nothing about it today. So we're going to get into that and much more today, my friends. But before we do, I urge people to go and check those links below. We have uh, that bit.ly link in the description to sign up for a free initial consultation, a free portfolio review with Tim over at the Liberty Advisor. He is the Liberty Advisor, of course, and uh, that's uh, OR, advisor with an OR. Go and sign up for that phone call today and make sure to also stock up on long-term storable foods that are non-GMO, organic, heirloom seeds, water filtration, storage, and books on how to get started over at Heaven's Harvest. 
Use code WAM, W-A-M, and you get free shipping on much of these products. It's a great way to uh, evade the great reset and the dangers that come with it when they ration food and tell you what you can and cannot buy. Get on this today before it's too late. Stop sitting on your hands. Stop being normalized to this tyranny because if you do nothing today, you'll have no choice tomorrow. So anyway, let's get into this. Tim, we have the fifth largest bank in Australia announcing a full digital-only a system next year, 2024. We have all these countries that are saying 2024, 2025, and at least by 2030, we have to do all this stuff, ban meat, ban dairy, all this kind of stuff. It all correlates with this cashless system. Can you go into the dangers of what we're seeing right now when banks start telling their customers, sorry, no cash. I've, I've been saying for years, if your money's in the bank, it's not yours, it's the banks. If your money's always going to the banks via digital transactions and legal tender laws, it's never your money. It's always the banks, and you are essentially enslaved to the banking system. So what then? Can you go into that? Yeah, so I mean, pretty much the top thing I've been warning about since I've been doing podcasts and coming on shows like yours is warning about this move to a cashless society. It's what they've always wanted to do. I mean, immediately after reading the book Creature from Jekyll Island, I was just like, wow, I mean, this is exactly where they want to take it. It was around that time that I read that. It was probably 2009, right You know, right around the time Bitcoin, was, Bitcoin did come out in 2009. And so... And I remember thinking, you know, this seems like it's going to be the mark of the beast. And then, you know, obviously there wasn't as much information around in 2009 as there is today or, you know, desire to go looking into this stuff. But I think I was right in terms of that underlying blockchain technology is going to be used to enslave people. And so maybe they wanted to have – this isn't the show for, you know, getting into the, you know, the reasons why they ended up launching all this stuff. And But right. maybe, uh, you know, it was to kind of make – it seems sexy and seemed like it's more the rebel thing to do to then get the cashless society out there. But then they wanted to then probably have some sort of false flag where they bring down the price of the more decentralized private cryptos to then push the we need to protect you. And so now we're going to force you to use our government CBDC. But, you know, all these lockdowns were about creating the environment to eventually have you on a central bank digital currency. It was what, like March 20th, 2020, that yeah. they were already introducing bills about you know financial inclusion in the financial ser service industry via blockchain and tons and tons and tons of different bills. And I have an entire presentation where we went over this, this stuff uh, almost two years ago now. And in 2020, I said it was probably going to be three to five years before they start rolling this stuff out. And all they need now, like Rahm Emanuel had said, they just need a never look a good crisis go to waste. So they're going to manufacture a crisis. They're going to lock people down. And if I just back up a second, last night I was at dinner and there was a guy who walked over to the table because he saw the shirt that I had on. It was uh, the final COVID variant is communism. And he liked my shirt. And then he starts getting into, you know, obviously all the anti-Biden stuff and going on and on and, and then acting like the number one thing we need to do to save our freedoms is, you know, to vote for, vote for Donald Trump in another rigged election. And so then I started, you know, pressing him about it. He's like, well, I like Donald Trump because, you know, he gave me, I don't know what it was, like $16,000. Uh, when they locked everybody down. And, but the thing is, what they want to do is they want to create the other impetus to lock you down again. And then this time they're going to have the, your stimmies are going to come through a CBDC. And they actually trial ballooned this in May of 2020 in the very first bill, uh, the Maxine Waters version of the CARES Act, where everyone got $1,200. The first version of that bill called for what is essentially now, uh, we were calling it uh, FedCoin back then, but it essentially is the CBDC. And so this time they've already set up all the infrastructure. It's all, it's all there on the shelf, ready for the right crisis to introduce this. And so what they're going to do is there's you know several facets of this plan, but ultimately the main crisis we're in right now is this cost of living crisis that is decimating people. And, and 
the fact that people are not able to keep up with the cost of goods is what is leading to uh, you know all the crime outbreaks exactly. and violence. And I was just about to say that, Tim. I mean, what we've been seeing, and we did a whole video a while ago on how uh, the crime we're witnessing everywhere where people are just breaking into stores, it's a cultural issue for sure, but a lot of it is based on what we're seeing with inflation. And so when you destroy society and you bankrupt people, you will get more crime. It's just the way it goes. You, you don't see people, you know, in really rich neighborhoods back in the 1950s going around, um, you know, breaking windows and setting things on fire and, uh, you know, women grabbing each other by the hair in the streets and beating the hell out of each other and all that kind of stuff. It didn't happen. I mean, we what we're seeing right now <clears throat> is the result of the cost of living crisis. And then, of course, as the, the World Economic Forum said years ago, in order to bring in a cash to society, we'll need really high interest rates. It'll be a crisis that we won't let go to waste. And now we're seeing that. And they talked about that back in like the early 2010s. So what we're witnessing right now, you have all this crime. And then they come in as, with a solution. Oh, to stop this crime, we'll just enslave you more. And by the way, you'll be more impoverished than before. But but there's nothing you could do about it at that point because you can't even access the cash. You can't even do anything with the cash. And if you do something they don't like, they could shut you off. This is the most dangerous thing that humanity and, has faced in recent history. And let's not also forget another reason why this is all coming about right now is that they know the system is going down. Whoever is the world reserve currency, you have an in a debt-based system, which is our current slave model system, you have to have more uh, – you basically have to flood the world with liquidity – but ultimately, that since that liquidity is backed by debt, I mean, dollar bills that are out there in the system, there's debt associated with that. There's more debt than there is actually money. And so eventually, it becomes a proverbial noose around that country's neck. And so they've known this. It's called Triffin's Dilemma from economist Robert Triffin. And so they knew that eventually the system had to get reset. And so they wanted to get in front of all of that resetting to then, you know, be able to control it. It can't be like, oh, sorry, you know, the system went down because, you know, it was systemically always going to do that. They need to have some sort of excuse. So yeah. China or Russia could be the excuse. Uh, you know, I've postulated that going back to 2013 as the main excuse it would be. And unfortunately, that's exactly what's going on. And well, all, all fiat currencies eventually revert to their true value of zero. So if for years and decades you can weaken the public by, with inflation and they know that it's not going to last forever and it's going to go down eventually, then let's use that crisis to then move into a new system that will enslave people even worse than before. It's a perfect, perfect storm, and most people have no idea it's happening because most people don't know anything about how money works and because they've made it sound boring and made it sound much more complicated than it really is with all their lingo. But no, exa exactly, that's, that's it. Create that, create that problem, get the reaction, come in with a solution. It's a Hegelian dialectic. And I think the simplest thing for people to understand and the reason why I bring this up all the time is because it's important. If Josh and I, in this example, are the only two people on earth and I create the very only and first $100 bills out of nowhere and then lend it to Josh at 3% interest on a one-year loan, at the end of year one, he owes me $103. But I only created $100. There's only $100 on the island. So then he has to borrow more money to then pay that back. And so this entire system is a high-tech fraud where the best slave is one that doesn't know he's a slave. And so that's what we're doing. We're walking around arguing about a bunch of BS. It doesn't matter. And, oh, my God, Donald Trump's going to save us when, you know, oh, I know there was a point last time that I wanted to bring up and never got around yeah. to it. I just remembered it. We just crossed $33 trillion worth of debt. And so another reason why they want to get us into this situation right now is because when you're in that hockey stick J-curve going up, 
and what it's taken us, I think, uh, three months. So that's one quarter to, to add another trillion. So now every quarter we're adding another trillion, and then that compounds on top of each other at a at an interest rate that is just getting more and more and more. And so a lot of these companies still have interest rates that are very low, but a lot of that's coming due. I think it's like something like half a you know, quote me the exact number, but it's about you know half a trillion dollars is coming yeah. due. I think next year or uh, maybe another quarter uh, trillion by the end of this year of. of uh, corporate debt. And so all this stuff has to get rolled over. And so if they lock you in a digital system and all of a sudden they start adding, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten trillion dollars a year to the national debt, it's making your money worthless because when you supply and demand, you create a bigger supply of dollars, you make those dollars worth less. And so what they want to do is lock in that system before they hyperinflate it. And then you don't then have other ways out of that system. And every single thing is going digital. And so you can try to fight this all you want. And and you should fight this, but you need to get ahead of it. But fighting it isn't just saying, yeah. I'm going to you know stick my head in the sand and not do anything about it. And it doesn't mean putting all of your eggs in one basket. And this isn't about investment advice. So you should have your eggs in multiple different baskets. And some of that should be learning how to be proficient in cryptocurrencies, particular decentralized ones. We also like privacy currency, private currency ones, but do your own research on these. We're not giving the investment advice on this here. So Tim, I do want to kind of just mention just for those wondering what these this bank in Australia is. So it's Australia's fifth largest bank, uh, Mac Macquarie Bank. Uh, has announced its transition to digital-only transactions starting from January 2024. The bank will begin phasing out all cash, check, and phone payment services in its 80 branches. By November 2024, all in-branch cash transactions will be completely discontinued. I'll, it'll be interesting to see how many people move out of this bank because of it. Uh, it says, uh, between January 2024 and November 2024, we'll be phasing out our cash and check services across all Mac Macquarie Bank uh, banking and uh, health, uh, health, <laughs> wealth management products, including pension and super accounts. The bank said in a statement, it shows January 2024 phasing out of new checkbooks for new cash management accounts, including any linked Macquarie Wrap accounts. March 2024, automated telephone banking services will be shut down, making phone payments impossible. May 2024, depositing or withdrawing cash or checks over the counter at Macquarie branches will no longer be possible. Ordering checkbooks for existing accounts will also be discontinued. And then November 2024, writing or depositing checks, including bank checks, will be completely phased out. Uh, superannuation uh, contributions or payments using checks will also cease. Now, I want to point out their market capitalization is just under $69 billion. This is just the beginning, my friends, and Australia has been one of the first to do this for years as far as going cashless and, of course, phasing out of cash in general. Uh, but it will be interesting to see how many people actually leave this bank because of it. You know, the, the funny thing is that the whole idea of the cashless society is convenience at the end of the day. It's stopping crime and being convenient. That's what they say anyway. And, of course, tyranny comes under the guise of convenience. But everything they're doing here is super inconvenient. Yeah. And then it's so much easier for them to just go like, and it's gone. I mean, it, it's like it's super inconvenient. I don't know how anyone that's a customer there will be like, oh, thanks. You've just made everything so much easier. I, I, if anything messes up on an app, literally everyone is unable to pay for anything. This is what happened in Puerto Rico a couple years ago when they hit, got hit by a hurricane. A lot of the island was cashless. And what happened? They, uh, they ended up with countless people unable to access their money from Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, Citibank, whatever. For a month, in some cases, at a time, depending on which bank they were at. So, yeah, how's that convenient? Let's also not forget that they're also legalizing basically being able to steal under $1,000 worth of stuff in places like Sanford Shithole. And then at the same 
time saying that they're worried about stopping crime while then legalizing crime. I mean, it's just like nothing ends up making yeah. sense. And uh, right before we came on here, I was thinking, you know, one of these Bilderberg meetings from way back, I think it was 2015, we we're talking about cashless societies. We looked it up and uh, we found out that they were trying to have R Rwanda go cashless. And so that has the United Nations Capital Development Fund has partnered with the Better Than Cash Alliance. I'm like, oh, I've never heard that one before, uh, which is funded by, no surprise, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Ford Foundation, MasterCard Visa, the USAID. So then that leads us on another rabbit trail to the Better Than Cash Alliance. And this is from 2012 from, from the GatesFoundation.org. Gates and it talks about the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, City, Ford Foundation, uh, Omid DR Network, UN Capital Development Fund, USAID. And Visa announced a better than cash alliance. It's funny, BTC, like Bitcoin. Uh, the new initiative will call on the governments to develop the development community and the private sector to adopt the use of electronic payments for programs that support people living in poverty and provide resources to those who commit to make the transition. And then, uh, you know, cash-only economies often make it too difficult to find a path out of poverty. It means that it's hard to build up savings. Cash offers too many opportunities for corruption. Your money's not all in the bank. Oh, it's terrible. And women are at risk. Way. Well, the other thing <laughs> they don't tell you is that, and this is something that Josh and I did. Women are uh, often at risk. That's a good one. Yeah, this is one thing that Josh and I did talk about is the main th one of the main problems is they took the, all the actual real metals out of our money. So if people were walking around with real money, real hard currency that was backed by gold or either had gold or you know, let's say you have a 1964 quarter that was a quarter ounce of silver, uh, you know, I guess technically it's 0.999 of a quarter ounce of silver, uh, you had real money. And so if you had four quarters... Those four quarters today would probably be worth over twenty bucks, where you know they're only worth a dollar from legal tender standpoint. But the melt value, because it was real legal tender, and so the problem is they've divorced the actual money from having any real value to it, and now it's just a bunch of bullshit paper. But they don't even want to have to go through the trade of having a bunch of bullshit paper, which is why they want to have it go completely digital, so they can completely have you by the balls, shut you off, social engineer you program and weaponize your money. I had a podcast in 2020 called The Programmable Weaponization of Money, where they're also talking about having it expire. China was doing this in 2020. And China got millions and millions of people to sign up for this. And all they had to do was promise them, oh, here's like a potential, you could potentially win like a $25 gift certificate to do your laundry. So people aren't even, uh, you know, they're selling out for the potential well, to get laundry done. That's what they did in India. They gave every all the homeless people a free bank account and a few dollars, basically, and a few rupees. And um, that got people to go, okay, now I'll get a bank account because a huge amount of India was unbanked. They just didn't use banks. But, you know, it's interesting because they're creating these um, these digital ledgers now as well. And those ledgers, the whole idea is that it traces and tracks everywhere you go on the sidewalk with cameras, uh, what restaurants you're eating at, how much you travel, how much you go outside your neighborhood, which is perfect for 15 tied minutes. Tied into social credit. Yeah, how much meat you're eating. Yeah, and it's tied to carbon credit, social credit, attached to smart meters on your home, attached to a CBDC. The UK is already acknowledging they're doing that. And then uh, Sadiq Khan in London, as I reported recently, 23. is wanting to ban meat and dairy and cars by 2025. Uh, so again, or 2030, sorry, but 2025, what I'm looking at here, because it's interesting as we go down these rabbit holes and we do these videos, because it started just with this article from the Gateway Pundit about what they're doing in Australia. But you look at, the, and this is, by the way, by 2025. Uh, if you look at November 2024, it's essentially by 2025. Now, 
Again, they said just recently in this article, September 15th, Australia to be functionally cashless by 2025. And then I do a little bit of research. I look up IMF cashless 2025. What do I find? A IMF article talking about how they want to get this done by 2025. And it was written in 2018. You know, I, we talk about crime. And then, uh, you know, the first thing I see is this Bilderberg situation where they're talking back in 2013 about how, well, it's crime that... Uh, that'll be it'll get better for you know cri criminal activities will fall off because everyone's surveilled so then you have this article now all these years later then you have of course um you know sweden could stop using cash by 2023 a 2017 world economic <laughs> forum article and then you look and oh 2023 has been one of the biggest shifts for uh, for Sweden's currency in recent years to, to a cashless society it's not that we're nostradamus here they tell you what they're going to do they always tell you what they're going to do. You can always find a backup. Every single story you could find from recently, like we were paying attention years ago, but a lot of people weren't, and that's fine. It's hard to keep track Book of revelations. <laughs> but you know, we, we were paying attention to this stuff for years, so we knew what was going to happen. But it's interesting because you know I look at these stories now, and all I have to do with any story they say by 2025, by 2023, or this is just happening now, look up World Economic Forum, put cashless and then put the date in or vaccines, put the date in or, or you know, whatever it might be, bricks and put the date in. At World Economic Forum, IMF, um, bricks, go to Bilderberg's uh, leaks because they leaked a huge amount of their transcripts years ago. Uh, all this stuff is up there for all of us to see. And the idea that this is just, oh, well, you're just like, how do you predict the future? Oh, sky is falling on one side and the other people like, oh, how do you predict the future? I don't predict the future. I, they tell you what they're going to do. And then on the other side, the people that say chicken little sky is falling, they're the same people that 10 years ago said I was crazy for saying all this stuff. And then when it happens, they're like, no, but we have to do that. Like they didn't admit that I was that I, I was right and they were wrong. They go, well, we have to do that because it's for the betterment of humanity, the greater good of the greater number. The old collectivist mantra that G. Edward Griffin has been fighting against since the 1950s. So, again, it is not new information it's just that it's now happening and that's why it's been so important for us to try and push solutions and try and get people to get be aware of this so that they could do something about it before i go to all the solutions tim can we talk a little bit about for your clients for example people that are that are signing up with these people that are you know trying to work with you and save their money what do you do when their bank accounts go completely cashless how can they protect their money what is the basis of uh, or the basics of someone who say has a whole bunch of money tied up in a certain plan or something, a retirement plan, and it's going through a bank, and then you know it goes cashless. What what happens? Well, I mean, sorry, the SEC is not going to like it if I start giving investment advice to a wide array of people. But what we're trying to do ultimately is, you know, given everything that's going on out there uh, in someone's life and the world economy and what we see happening with the Great Reset, trying to custom tailor a plan to best help somebody through that. And so a lot of people have. Uh, you know, some people help them, you know, being out of, completely out of the system and give advice. Other people, you know, they've got one foot in, one foot out. You know, maybe they have an old IRA or 401k and there's things that we can do, you know, using, you know, ultimately what we're trying to do is provide a seat when the music stops. And so a lot of people, unfortunately, especially in the Liberty community, I think have kind of war game this a little bit wrong and they want to maybe do things that are really, really quote unquote safe, uh, which, you know, sometimes they think going to cash is safe or they think, you know, uh, Long-term treasury bond might be safe, again, in air quotes. Uh, but the problem is when you have a hyperinflation, 
and maybe all this stuff doesn't happen necessarily, you know, day one, because ultimately, if you go back to somewhere like Germany, their stock market in 1910 was about 400, two years later went down to about 100-ish, and then by 1923, I think was around like 27 million-ish. So the bigger danger wasn't from the 400 to the 100 in this example, it's from the 100 to the 27 million. And so, you know, although there could be, you know, don't, we don't have a complete crystal ball, we can't predict the future exactly, but what it would probably happen is you'd have a you know, maybe a decline in prices, but then the Federal Reserve can't allow that, and so then they'd have to print so much money, them and other central banks. Then you'd probably see the hyperinflation. But if you're, but if you aren't able to withstand that initial drop down, you've got everything in cash. You're probably not going to have the wherewithal to then put it into something that would go up. Uh, and so I think it's very important that you don't have you know long-term debt, you don't have bonds, you don't have you know all your eggs just in the cash basket because if that cash, yeah, if you have a half million dollars and all this stuff hyperinflates away. You might still have your half million or whatever it would be in the bank, but you know, is it was it really going to buy you? And then, will you have access to your money? Will you be allowed to pull out only a certain amount? Uh, you know, and in this world, we're talking about a world where you won't be able to pull out anything. So then, it's maybe coaching people on how to get uh, you know actual blockchain on a hardware wallet. I know other people might not be a fan of that, and so there's silver and gold, and there's things you can do with your retirement, like getting some of it into actual Bitcoin, and we're not talking gigantic percentages, but getting some into actual, uh, you know, not actual commodities, but in not, not like we're holding onto a barrel of oil for you, or like a pig, but you know, having exposure to commodities, uh, you can get gold and silver inside of IRAs, and so there's things you can do now to get ahead of all this when the music stops, but you know, ultimately, you know, your, what exactly you should do is going to depend on your exact situation. So someone that's 65 and has, you know, X versus someone that's 35 and has Y, it's going to be con two completely different things. But uh, no, no, that's it, something no, it's interesting because a lot of people don't get to hear this kind of information from someone that's a financial planner. And, you know, we have so many people out there that are really just concerned about, look, we are already dealing with inflation. Then we're dealing with 15-minute cities, food rations, energy rations, the destruction of the housing market, a move into a new world reserve currency, a war, uh, trans kids, and you know the demoralization of the children, and the destruction of Western civilization, and the move to the East, and then, of course, a cashless society where they're just taking money out of your bank account and or withholding it from you. Yeah, if you don't guilty like until proven innocent. Well, like the guy at the World Economic Forum said a couple uh, months ago, or even I think it was only a month and a half ago, so much has happened, where he said that like he, he, with a CBDC, you could just stop people from buying unfavorable things. Like he went into uh, porn Ammo. and all this kind of stuff, and then he just moves from porn to ammunition. And it's like, okay, so one, porn, they're, they're internet, there's internet surveillance then. Two, uh, you know, ammo, okay, they're stopping you from defending yourself. I mean, it goes so deep, and it's so important that we understand this so that we can make our own, uh, you know, choices to survive. I'm just envisioning it. somebody making a porn with a bunch of ammo behind them or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Buying, buy, buying ammo porn, yeah, basically, from a, yeah. which is all the YouTube videos that the, Sorry, they had up before they deleted of people just blowing shit up. But, uh, no, again... This is a very important thing, and we all need to be uh, ready for it. And as the, I mentioned before, like they say, uh, by 2025, Australia will be functionally cashless. And then you go down, and this uh, professor, Richard Holden, uh, his professor of economics at UNSW Business School, says, but in, uh, unless the government gets involved to accelerate the process, I think we'll be actually cashless by 2030. So just 
functionally cashless by 2025. And that's the exact same timeline as the World Economic Forum. That's the exact same timeline as the United Nations Agenda 2030. It's the exact same timeline that they say they'll be banning meat, banning uh, dairy. How are they going to do that without restricting your money? Um, banning your ability to drive. Okay, you can't move, leave your neighborhood unless you uh, collect enough carbon credits to be able to move to go somewhere and have cake somewhere, uh, you know, probably made out of bugs and mRNA. So again, this is a very, very imminent issue. And I know the word imminent is overly dramatic sometimes, mm. but it's an imminent issue without a doubt. It's happening now and we are witnessing the results of it. So again, we have to get prepared and uh, again, you could go and check out uh, Tim's bit.ly link in the description to sign up for a free initial consultation, a free portfolio review, if you wish, and protect your money today, of course, versus the debanking, the cash of society, all this insanity. And, of course, if, when they go for your food and your money combined, you are going to be hopeless and just on your knees begging the government for help. Except That's why you need to do something. Yeah, so heavensharvest.com, long-term long -term, uh, storable food uh, that, that's non-GMO. Uh, there's heirloom seeds. There's also organic hits, by the way. Um, water filtration storage books and how to get started versus inflation today. You're saving a bunch of money. Now, later on, you're not only saving money, but you're saving yourself because it won't be available in stores. So, again, when they destroy your ability to access this kind of stuff in grocery stores, which people are dependent on, just like they're dependent on banks, when they're dependent, you're weak. And, of course, um, one of the things that they're doing now in Chicago, they're trying to uh, create government-run grocery stores. So this is a very, very dangerous situation. Yeah, cue the price rationing. and Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we are fighting shortages. back against that right now, and we need to fight fast and fight smart. Um, of course, we have Line Energy links in the description for batteries, solar generators, power banks, uh, solar panels, and you save a bunch of money if you go through us and you get free shipping. And, of course, we have rncstore.com. Richardson Nutritional Center, your source for Laetrile Online, made famous by G. Edward Griffin's book, World Without Cancer. Get your apricot seeds, Laetrile, amygdalin, and vitamin B17 there. Remember, he was right about the Federal Reserve. He's right about apricot seeds. I urge people to go check that out before it's banned. All this stuff, you won't be able to get in the cashless society. You won't be able to purchase it. It's like for years, people trying to buy privacy coins with their credit card, and then it, it's immediately shut down. Uh, it, it's very important we understand that in the future, this stuff will be off limits to us and we, we won't be able to access it. Um, of course, I also urge you to go check out learntherisk.org. That's learntherisk.org. Go get a T-shirt. All profits go to them. Uh, Tim, you could take it away for that. Yeah, this is a shirt called It's All a Lie. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, and uh, you know, it's a great conversation starter. If someone asks you, well, what's a lie, then you can basically go into whatever your niche subject is, or you know, if you're uh, pretty well-versed in this, you can go into quite a bit of different things that are all a lie. Right. And I did help sponsor this, so literally everything that goes towards this, uh, by sponsoring it, I bought all the shirts. So all this is going directly to you know, getting billboards up, uh, you know, helping subsidize other uh, products to get the information out there. Because ultimately, it is an information war. Alex Jones was right from years ago calling it info, info war. And if you aren't protecting the babies, you aren't protecting uh, you know, the newborns at birth, then you know, they're going to grow up already poisoned. And uh, you know, it's, you know, we've got to protect our future warriors right from birth. But this is a great way to get the information out and find other like-minded people in your community to see oh absolutely i completely agree so i urge people to go to learn the risk.org and help support them today they're actually grassroots they're not one of the shill organizations and there's a lot of them out there so this one is actually doing good work i, I urge people to help support us as well over at world alternative media if you can we have a go get funding.com uh, link in the description thank you to those who've raised five five thousand three hundred and seven dollars thus far 
of the 10,000 debt we have. I have legal fees. I have all sorts of stuff. So you guys are the heartbeat of independent media, and I truly appreciate any help we can get. It is actually pretty desperate right now, so I appreciate it. You know, I was just laughing with Tim earlier because uh, I'm currently on a, on a <laughs> on a air mattress on the other side of this camera in in the studio sleeping on the floor. So to those that call me a shill, yeah, well, come, come on, let's uh, compare how much is in each of your wallets to mine. It's I guarantee you you're not sleeping on an air mattress on a floor. So uh, <laughs> with that said, uh, outside of gogetfunding.com, we have to, we have Patreon, Subscribestar, we have a Bitcoin address, and we have a Cointree link with a bunch of different cryptocurrencies that you could donate in if you please. And of course, we have an epic fund me campaign where you could donate an epic cash, a privacy coin based on the Mimble Wimble protocol, which in my opinion, not investment advice, but is very important in getting outside of that matrix, getting outside of that grid. Even though it's a cashless system, it is privacy based and decentralized and it's like you could use a gun to kill a whole bunch of innocent people you could use that same gun to save all those people from being killed it depends how you use a technology we have a teespring store with merchandise and of course as always um, we are on telegram rockfin band.video bitchute rumble at brighteon at world alternative media we just want to bring those solutions forward so share our videos hit that notification bell hit that like button uh, hit subscribe if you haven't already Go check out thelibertyadvisorshow.com. Again, that's advisor with an O-R, so make sure to check that out. No, it's, it's not with an E-R. People mix it up every now and then, but both spellings are applicable, but unfortunately, he has the least known spelling of that word. So, uh, but yes, Maybe not, not, not to Americans. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It really depends. Let us know in the comments. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> we'll find out. If anyone's still watching at this point, which our analytics show only we're about sure 5% get, of you are. We're um, making sure it gets right to 33 minutes. Yeah, as always. We're, we always end the videos almost at 33. It's not <laughs> intentional, but nonetheless, um, we, ha we are on <laughs> a Hive and Steemit at, uh, and, and Vigilante.tv at, at Josh Sigurdsson, and we're on the bad guys TikTok and Instagram uh, at World Alternative Media, Twitter and Getter at, at World Alt Media, and... Uh, all the major podcast platforms except for Spotify. Anyway, Tim is getting nervous because we're getting close to the 33-minute mark, and he's super OCD about this. So I appreciate everyone watching. Hit that like button, all that kind of stuff. We'll see you next time. Live by example. Live freely always. This is Josh Sigurdsson and Tim Pachot signing off from World Alternative Media. <laughs> Find the truth. Be the change. <laughs> and at 33.